Welcome everybody to Small Talk. I'm your host Jack and this is episode 8. I wanted to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Uh, I don't, this episode is coming out before Christmas, but Merry Christmas anyway. In today's episode I will be covering music, my love for the NBA, and my eBay experience so far. And I'll get into other little bitty details before the episode starts, but roll the intro music. I did want to say happy 1.9, one year, nine months to my girlfriend and I, Devin. I wanted to say that I love you, and I'm really excited to see you the day after Christmas to give you your Christmas gift, and almost happy 21st birthday, babe. Don't go too crazy. All right, let's get into the episode. So before I even get started, as I already said before, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Chinese New Year, that's not for a while actually, Happy New Year, whatever, whatever you're celebrating. I do want to mention that Small Talk is on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. The links to those two, all those three things will be down in the description. I do want to re-mention the website. The website will be coming soon and will be up in January, in 2019. And on that website, you will be able to find all the social media links that are also in the description of this podcast. You will be able to find the um, link to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify on the website. And you will be able to find a link to This Is Something Brand New. On the website, I will be posting a Spotify playlist of music that I think is cool and new. And I'll be updating that uh, every two weeks or so. And you can find that playlist on my website on in January. And also on that website, I will be uploading possible YouTube clips or funny pictures or Instagram accounts or whatever I think is just cool. Funny, cool things will be up on the website. Whatever I feel like we're posting. And that will probably happen every two weeks or so. For the Spotify playlist, I will update that, add a couple new songs, get rid of a couple songs, and for the pictures with everything like that, I will add them whenever I feel like it. So, let's kind of get into the episode then. So, as I said before, I wanted to cover music. Now, if you have Spotify, then you should know that Spotify allowed you to look at what your who your top artists were and who the top songs were that you listened to in 2018. No, I did that, and I kind of wanted to share my list with you. I kind of wanted to share my opinion on my list, and we'll kind of go from there. So, the top artists on my list are Post Malone, John Mayer, Frank Ocean, I don't know how you say his name, Bazzi, B-A-Z-Z-I, and The Weeknd. I don't quite agree with that list. Let's just start with the artists. I don't quite agree with that list. I don't remember listening to Bazzy or Bazy or however you say it that often, if often at all. Um, I did listen to the song when it came out, mine, I guess a bit, but I would not call him a top artist. Um, John Mayer is questionable and Frank Ocean is questionable. Weekend, 
understandable a little bit, but definitely Post Malone is at the top of the list. Love Post Malone. If I could go to a concert, that would be... If I could go to one concert, the next coming concert, which I've only ever been to one, and the one I've been to was the Avid Brothers. Amazing band. Um, Post Malone would be my number one option. Top songs are actually Stay by Post Malone, Super Rich Kids by Frank Ocean, Psycho by Post Malone and Ty Dolla Sign, Drake, God's Plan, and then the song Mine by Bazzy or whatever it is. And I don't think that's true. I don't think this list is accurate, but it must be. I don't know how, what it's judging that top song on. Something on the microphone. I don't know what it's judging that on. Why it is considered a top song. Why is those considered my top artists? But my top genres, pop. And minutes listened, I listened to 21,646 minutes, which 21,000, oh, that, that minutes is about, I think it's 14 days, 14.4 or so days. Um, and my, actually my friend, he is at like 64,000 minutes and that's like 44 days. A little ridiculous. But that's kind of what I wanted to cover with my music portion there to just kind of start it off with. I wanted to get into um, why I love music and I why I think it's important to people and how I think it is a part of the culture. And I want to say that music is extremely important to the culture. It's extremely important to me and I think to a lot of people. And the reason why I say that is because the artist um, can portray their feelings, like what they're going through and day-to-day life and things that other people experience into this musical form that can be very relatable and very catchy. And the person that's listening to it can really connect with somebody who's dealing with possibly those issues or dealing with those same experiences. And then that's how I feel like people really connect with artists and why people are such crazy, crazy, crazy fans, I think. And because sometimes the lyrics speak to people in a different way and they interpret them a little bit differently. For me, what it has done for me, I would say that music has really been music has been there for me every step of the way throughout my entire life it's been through me through the bad times through the good times it's there for me when I want to express how I'm feeling that day if I'm just feeling chill or just relaxed I can put on something very soothing something kind of upbeat something that's not too crazy or if I'm just in a really good mood I can walk out of my bed my room at college and go to my class really happy and listen to some music and really get me like just feeling good for the day or if I was at a sporting event it could get me pumped up so the aspects of music has really brought out my feelings and my emotions and it's been really powerful and it's even as I said you can connect with the lyrics the lyrics has been able the lyrics that I listen to the people that I listen to I can relate to in certain ways and I really sometimes don't even listen to what they're saying. It's just the way they're singing it and the way the music is playing and just everything. It's just, it's something, it's an outlet. 
It's an outlet for me to just kind of get away and listen to music and just have fun, really. And that's what I love about it. But I've been trying this year to try new things, and I really like trying new music. I try to listen to music that I generally wouldn't listen to. So I do, on the Spotify app, I do look at the new releases. I look at what's hot because I want to listen to what other people have to say what other people are making because there could be some song that is like an absolutely amazing song but no one will ever hear it because it's not Drake it's not you know mainstream it's not like Drake the rapper it's this other rapper that no one's ever heard of it's not um, Ariana Grande it's some other girl that no one's ever heard of so I always try to be listening to new things and like always adding new stuff to the playlist. So that's why I really mentioned, that's why I mentioned before that I want to start this Spotify playlist that you, my listeners can listen to. You can see what I'm listening to. You can see what I'm into. You can see what's new, maybe something you've never heard of. And I want to introduce you all to new music that maybe you've never heard of or probably have. And it's just this kind of wave of emotions and different types of genres in this playlist. And It'll be great. Just take a listen to it. All you have to do is press follow on Spotify. And I know a lot of people uh, listen to this podcast on Spotify, but I do know a lot of people listen to it on iTunes. Majority do, but I assume that a lot of people have Spotify at my age, which is the majority of people that are listening to it. And if you don't, then it's fine. You, I can still release. I'll still release the playlist out onto the website, so you can always look it up on iTunes or YouTube if it's available on those platforms. So the next thing I wanted to get into was my love for the NBA. I didn't, so baseball has always been my sport. It has always been the sport that I loved and played and just, I would watch baseball and I could pick out every little detail that a player was doing and saying, oh my gosh, he's doing this, this, he's doing that with his foot. The pitcher's holding the ball this way. It was extra, I, because I played and I absolutely loved it, I could relate while I was watching and understand what was going on, not just because I knew the rules, but because I knew how that person did their footwork and how they ground, field, field, fielded a ground ball and, you know, all this. It was I loved it. And I didn't start playing basketball until fifth grade, I think, somewhere around there. And, you know, it wasn't good, and I've developed over the years. I'm still not great. I'll say that. Um, I know how to shoot a basketball. I don't look like a fool while doing it. And I like to play occasionally with my friends, and I play at, at work during my sum, summer job. So I get, a, I get a lot of basketball throughout the year for not have playing on a really competitive level at all. But I really didn't start watching the NBA until, I want to say, somewhere in high school. Sometime in high school is when I started really watching the NBA a lot started caring about the Sixers and I'm a huge LeBron fan so I follow LeBron all all around so I liked him when he was on the Heat I liked him when he was on the Cavs and now I, I like him on the Lakers um LeBron hasn't won every year so I'm not a bandwagon I'm just a huge I'm just a LeBron fan I am a Sixers fan that's who I root for I do like some of the players on the Minnesota Timberwolves Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns but Minnesota, I'm actually not too sure how they're doing really right now. I'll get in I'm gonna read off the standings later in the episode, but um 
I like those two players, and so I don't really like the Timberwolves. I just like those players. Just clarifying. Um, the same for my friends who are listening. I just like players that were on the San Francisco Giants, not necessarily the team as a whole and wasn't a bandwagon, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Where was it going with this? Okay, so I um, started watching when I was in somewhere in high school, and I watched literally a majority of the games now, and I absolutely love it. I wouldn't say it's my favorite over baseball yet because I can still, even though I don't play anymore, I can still I still know the game. I still understand it, and I I know a lot more players. I feel like in I feel like I know a lot more players in basketball only because there's less. But that does not mean that I know I don't know a lot about baseball. Right now with baseball, it's really crazy. I'm trying to figure out. I want to know where Manny Machado and Bryce Harper are going. I want them. I want Bryce to come to the Phillies. Manny Machado go to the Yankees or the White Sox. He's gonna. He got a notification saying he's gonna decide in the new year. It's fine. Just don't come to the Phillies. I don't want you. Um, but with Sixers, um, I didn't watch too much when they were you know the worst team in the NBA I'll admit I didn't watch them too much only because I wasn't I wasn't into it yet that doesn't mean that they were always my team I didn't root for any other team I I just wasn't into watching basketball yet and then I said oh I'm gonna, you know I'm going to start watching basketball because we started doing fantasy basketball I was still playing basketball and um I just started watching it, and I absolutely fell in love. This is there was like the it was like the season or two after. They're absolutely terrible. They still had Drew Holiday. They had um, Thaddeus Young. Um, I can't even think of his name, but I can, uh, Turner Evan Turner. They had uh, I can't even remember his name. I can picture his face. It's this white guy that shoot threes. He was on the Charlotte Hornets at one point. I was there when they were not good. When they were getting better, I should say. But I wasn't there when they were at their lowest point. Um, and now I'm a huge Sixers fan. Uh, I love every aspect of the Sixers right now. They're killing it. There's still some pieces they need to... Not pieces. There's still some... Um, they need to evaluate their game plan later in games. And just because they start off the game hot, they're averaging about 30 or 32 points a game. Something along those lines. At least what that was a couple of games ago. They come out hot, they come out, you know, strong, and they they just kind of fall apart a little bit at the end. They kind of kick it back up, they kind of come in waves. They just need to work on it. It's something that they'll have to go through. And um, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and everyone else on the team. But first I want to talk about Ben Simmons. Um, Ben Simmons, to me, is... uh, He's probably a tier three point guard right now in the league. I don't know really who's ahead of him. Uh, I just know that he's probably with like a somewhere around like a John Wall around there, and then it kind of goes up from like to like Chris Paul, and I can't you know I don't want to get into the whole thing, but I would say he's in. He's uh, he's probably in the five to ten range of the, te- you know, best point guards in the league right now, maybe higher depending on your opinion. I w- my problem really with him is that he's scoring only ten to fifteen points a game, 
that's my problem with him. I know that I watched the the other game about two or three games ago where the announcers and were talking about how Brett Brown was incorporating more plays with uh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons typically, I'm assuming, then does not get plays run around him very often, and he has to normally score in transition or just it's uh, just him moving uh, off ball, not having the ball and just kind of being open at the right time. Not necessarily the play being run around him. And he doesn't shoot the ball. He doesn't have a jump shot. It was, I don't know how many games ago they were showing his shot chart. It was like 250 or 270 some shots in the paint underneath the basket and 18 shots in the mid-range area throughout the entire season this year and not a single three-pointer. Um, I have a problem with that. I have a problem that my point guard, who probably shoots somewhere between 50 and 60%, or maybe higher in that range, is taking so many shots down low, um, but only scoring 10 to 15 points. If he has a jump shot, even if he takes makes three a game, he can get up to 20 points per game. If he's shooting generally in the 15, 10 to 15 point range, getting that many points a game, if he adds on six points a game, he could essentially get up to 20 points a game or close to it. And it would be so crucial. It would be so impactful for the Sixers and it would help them so much on offense because then they could run different, they could run more plays around him if he added a jump shot to it. He has a little bit of a fadeaway. He doesn't really use it that much. He has a great hook shot. Or uh, like a jump hook. But other than that, he it's just really frustrating, especially from the free throw line. That can also be frustrating because he can get fouled a lot. If he could also get fouled a little bit more um, and shoot at the line hopefully six times a game and make five out of the six, I mean... Just it's just frustrating to watch as a fan, and even from a basketball player, from a player, not really a player, but someone who plays basketball throughout the year, and I understand the game. Being able to have a jump shot in the NBA today is mandatory. Like really, it's mandatory if you want to make a really big, if you want to make an impact. I mean, there's a lot of players that don't like Rudy Gobert doesn't, but he's a center. So that's different. Like centers generally can't shoot the basketball, but in today's league they can. But Ben Simmons at a 6'10 point guard, as I said, point guard should be able to shoot a mid-range jump shot. Even if it's a close mid-range, he should be able to shoot it. But anyway, Joel Embiid's been frustrating to watch as well. He just kind of wraps his arm around a player and gets a foul call. Which is great, and he could probably get, like, he could have that happen to him about four times a game. Great. But he does it, and there's many times where he doesn't get a call, and it's just the ball's thrown up in the air, and then the other team gets it, because it looks like a flop. It looks like he's just forcing it, and he's not, well, every time, every single time he does that, he's forcing it, but it looks like it's, like, not, it's not natural. It doesn't look like it's a foul. It just looks like him flailing his arms up in the air. I have another, and, and that's really frustrating to watch because then it's just like a turnover. And that 
it's just a wasted possession because he thought he could get a foul call on something that looks absolutely ridiculous. My other problem is his three-point shooting. I don't think he's shooting the ball very well. After watching the past couple games, it's just very frustrating to watch that he could be so wide open and miss so many times. Um, Maybe that was just in the... Oh, really? The phone's ringing. Yeah, maybe that's just in recent struggles. Okay, the phone's going to ring. Hold on. Okay, we're back. The phone's not ringing anymore. Um, it's really frustrating to watch that he's struggling from three. I know he was struggling in the last couple of games, and now he's kind of back, and he had a really good game the other night, like a 40-20 and 20 game or something like that. Amazing. And then, then that's where he's amazing, and you just don't understand. He seems a little tired at the end of the games. He seems like he needs to get his stamina up a little bit. And he needs to just be able to not have so many turnovers. And the turnovers that he has are him just not being able to control the ball. is not necessarily a bad pass, which is, I feel like, most turnovers in the games. It's just a pass that's stolen. His is because he literally just can't hold on to the basketball. With He has massive hands, and he's extremely strong. Grip the basketball and go up with it and be able to dribble and back a guy down. Very frustrating. I have talked so much about Markel Fultz and how I'm disappointed in him and I'm disappointed in the player that he has developed into as of right now. I didn't know much about the draft, going into the draft. I'm not a huge college, I'm not, not a college basketball fan at all. So I didn't really know the players. And I didn't know anything about Markel Fultz at all. The only player I really knew of was Alonzo Ball. And that's because of the hype of his father, which has cooled down now. And just because I watched a lot of high school videos about him and then... I learned a lot about him. But that was it because because of his dad. I didn't really know anything about any other players. So we got this guy, Marco Fultz, who averaged these really good numbers in Washington State, Washington, something like that, and comes into the league and um, is injured. With uh, he, he can't shoot or he forgot how to shoot a basketball. I don't necessarily remember every detail because... I've just forgot it all. I just I just don't care. I almost just don't care anymore about Markel Fultz because it's just so frustrating from a fan standpoint. But um, I'll eventually, if he'll come back around and he'll be fine. But if we got out to shoot a basketball, he worked with a, a trainer I know who worked with Joel Abid and Jason Tatum and many other players over the summer and got his jump shot back. Got a jump shot back, I should say. And... um. You could tell that he's really fast on the court. He is really good at block. He did decently well at blocking shots and defending players. He did decently well at passing and rebounding. It was his scoring aspect, which um, he was known for in college, which I, I think so. His, that's why we got him. Um, is that he lacked that completely because he didn't have this jump shot that he once had. I knew he could get to the paint really well while he played, and he could dunk a little bit here and there and had some decent laps. 
but did not have the jump shot that he relied on that Ben Simmons should get um, is crucial. When you lose that ability to shoot a jump shot and to even raise your arms up, he has... um, Oh, I forget it. It's something... It's I can't remember the initials now, and I feel like an idiot because now I'm talking about it. I don't remember what the uh, issues with his arm is, but he wouldn't couldn't um like he can't raise his arm up, and he's like losing feeling in his arm. Hold on. Why come? How come when you just look up Marco Fultz, it can't just come up? Isn't it like T? T like T or is it S I don't even remember what it was okay he could not raise his arm because of a shooting oh it's uh, TOS that's what I thought it's thor thoracic outlet syndrome right am I reading that right something like that and he could essentially lose numbness in his arm and he can't even raise his arm because it hurts. It has something to do with the nerve damage there. And there was some allegation, some report that wasn't official, and we shouldn't, you know, shouldn't speculate, but there was some report that he was in a motorcycle accident. And that he's been, you know, and that just sounds, it's just stupid to begin with that you would even get on a motorcycle. Um, But that he... If there was a problem with his arm that we weren't, we didn't know about it from a fan standpoint, and I don't know how much the coaches or the Sixers organization knew that he had this injury, we don't know where it came from, and that doctors couldn't treat it. They didn't know what it was, and it took this long for them to figure out it was TOS. Just seems from a fan standpoint, and I'm sure from the Sixers organization standpoint, is extremely frustrating, especially since we've had to deal with Joel Embiid injuries and Ben Simmons injuries, that we would like a guy to just come in and be able to perform at top notch and just not have to deal with situations like this. It's just very frustrating from a stand uh, from a fan standpoint. I kind of want to did go over the NBA standings. I did want to say I wanted to do that. I know the Sixers have kind of struggled a little bit recently, but it's completely okay. I will not go over what their record is because that's a lot of things. There were a lot of things to say, and it's a lot, a lot to take in. Uh, I will reveal the top eight. Well, I'll just reveal it all. So from the Eastern Conference, this is from the entire Eastern Conference. As of right now. It is Raptors, Bucks, Sixers, Pacers, Celtics, Pistons, Hornets, Magic, Heat, Nets. That is the top 10. Then 11 through 15 is the Wizards, Knicks, Cavs, Hawks, and Bulls. Now the last teams that I just named, the Knicks, Cavs, Hawks, and Bulls, do not even have double-digit wins yet. Which is very sad, especially for the Hawks who got Trey Young. And the Mavs uh, are, I don't think, are killing it. They're not killing it. They're 500, but are doing a lot better with Luka Doncic than they are with Trey Young. So I feel bad for the Hawks. So let me tell you the Western Conference. The Western Conference, very exciting in the Western Conference. <laughs> very crazy there. 
is the Nuggets, Thunder, Warriors, Lakers, Trailblazers, Clippers, Spurs, Rockets, Grizzlies, and the Kings. That is the top 10. Then goes on to 11 through 15, the Mavericks, Jazz, Pelicans, Timberwolves, and dead last, the Phoenix Suns. Now my my career player for NBA 2K19 is on the Suns. Shout out the Suns, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, and Jack McKinney, the star power forward. We have, we're doing better than the Suns in 2K than they are in real life, so that's all I'm happy about. We are still, we're not doing good. I'll admit that, that I am not transcending them to a, uh, extremely good winning record, which I wish I could, but we have, we have six wins in way less games than this. I think we're like, I think we could be about seven and 14. So with about like, I don't know how many games that is, like 11 or so games less played we're killing it we're doing better than them so that's all i'm happy with and i went to the suns on 2k because they offered me the most money and the most minutes and i already tried to negotiate deals with the raptors and the celtics and then they were like okay we don't want you anymore because they didn't like my deals okay so that's the nba standings um not bad for the sixers they their record is um their record's 21 and 12. They're three games back, and they're six and four in the last 10 games. I'm very happy with that because um, I don't expect them to be the number one in the conference. Um, the Nuggets, I'm very surprised to see, are in the lead in the Western Conference. And even the Suns in the top 10 being 16 and 15. It's very impressive for a young team. And then there's just the Suns. So disappointing. I didn't really cover Jimmy Butler. Sorry. I totally forgot to cover Jimmy Butler. Huge addition for the Sixers. Absolutely massive and has been amazing. And I love it. I'm so surprised we got them. I'm sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I see this notification saying that Jimmy Butler is going to the Sixers for Robert Covington and Dario Saric. Who those two I do miss. And I'm sad that we had to get rid of them to uh, complete the trade. Or to make that trade happen. Sorry. But. It is what it is. This, the Timberwolves are like 14 and 15. You know, they're still struggling as always, but not too bad. That conference is really tight. All the numbers are, but nobody's really that far off besides the Suns. Um, but it had to be done to get that trade done, and I'm so glad that it did, even though I do miss Robert Covington, Darius Sarge. Okay, so the last thing I wanted to cover in this episode and I'll do a little bit of a recap at the end in case you guys kind of forget everything at the beginning. But the last thing I wanted to cover is eBay. I think I, I don't know how much I mentioned it on this on this podcast before because um, I just forget everything, to be honest with you. So how I came across eBay was actually through, excuse me, this entrepreneur, this multi-multi-millionaire Gary Vaynerchuk. Also known as Gary V. I'm sure if people who listen to this might know who he is. He's runs Gary. He runs uh, Vaynerchuk Media or Gary V. Some media company. He's in the wine business. He invested in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, other. I don't know if those are exactly it, but other platforms. And um, he's an emotion motivational speaker. My friend Matt absolutely hates him. 
Just want to let everybody know that. And he thinks that he is a scum. Because he sent a picture uh, to us about how he thinks that um, that he made Gary Vaynerchuk made some posts about some quote saying that college is for is set up for workers and not entrepreneurs. I agree with the statement, and then my friend went on this rant. But anyway, uh, so there, I came across it from him because he actually does garage sales. He would go to garage sales on like seven a.m. in the morning maybe get up even earlier, go there, and go to these garage sales and buy stuff and flip it. And now I realized that I had stuff at home that I could easily sell on the internet for money, and I'm a college student who's broke. So I wanted to go and sell some sell some things and make some money. So generally, I want to kind of get into a little bit of what I'm selling, um, how I've gone about it, and how I've kind of got the things I'm selling, and blah, 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 we'll get into it. So... I wanted to sell stuff. I didn't know what I could sell. I went through my closet in the basement here, and I realized that I have some toys I could sell. The first thing I sold was a a, a V-Rex from the King Kong 2005 movie, and I sold that for $36, um, which it sold almost immediately. I was extremely surprised to sell it. And um, I then uh, had some... The ringing. I'll be back when it stops ringing. Okay, we're back. It stopped ringing. Um, I realized I had some sweatshirts that I wanted to sell, some Nike sweatshirts, and some other clothes which I haven't actually sold yet. And um, I got that all together at the house, and it's kind of in the other room, and I'm waiting. I have to put it up still. And so I haven't put those up yet. So I get back to my college, my dorm room, college, and... I realized that I have a couple of, I bought this pair of shoes and um, to sell them and I haven't sold it yet. Or I bought them and I wasn't too sure if I was actually going to keep them. And then I kind of came across this very, this Gary Vee thing. I'm like, okay, I should sell them. So I get back and I'm going to go sell them. I put them up. Those eventually sold. And I'm like, okay, the sweatshirts are up, those shoes sold, and I have a mug up. And I'm like, well, what else can I put up? And I think, okay, so Gary goes and buys things and sells them. So I was like, okay, that's what I should do. I'm like, well, there's no garage sales. I don't have a car. I can't go to them. So I look on Poshmark and I look on eBay for people that are selling things way under what they could be selling them for. So I made a couple purchases. I purchased and I haven't sold I've sold um can actually tell you exactly what I have sold if you just hold on a minute so the things that I have sold I sold the King Kong toy I sold a pair of Air Jordan Son of Mars lows in the Hawks colorway I've sold a pair of Nike Air Force Ones both of the Nike sweatshirts and I just shipped out a pair of Air Jordan V.2 Lows in a sort of elephant print kind of colorway. And I have made other purchases that I have yet to sell, which one of them being a Nike high top, kind of, I think it's a Dunk, or it's an Air uh, Jordan 1. And then I have a um, pair of these Kobe's. That are actually missing a shoelace. The up tempo, or no, they're not. They're Nike Air Max up tempo 
and they're missing a shoelace and they're not my size. So I couldn't keep them if I wanted to. So I have those to sell. And I think I have a uh, windbreaker and another type shirt. And then I still have all the shirts that I said I was going to sell at the very beginning. So I have a lot of product that I can sell. And I even bought this other pair of shoes that I don't think I'm going to sell because they're just too valuable. You can't find them anymore. And I got them for a really cheap price. Um, they are the LeBron 12s SE. And they're amazing if you want to look that up. If you're listening to this right now, you should be able to, unless you're driving, don't look it up. But if you're just chilling and you're on your phone, you want to look this up, go look it up. They're a really cool pair of sneakers. Um, they're just kind of, they don't sell, they're not available anymore unless on like markets like this, on the eBay. So anyway, and so, and I recently bought another pair of shoes. Um, I don't remember what they're called, honestly. They're a pair of Air Force Ones. I don't know how I forget how much I paid for them, but I should be able to make a about double the price of what I paid a little bit more. Um, so I'll make definitely profit off of it. So um, that's exciting. And so, so let me tell you how I go about this. So how I went all about this. So um, I didn't really know how to do it. So I'm watching this video what Gary V says and, he says, what you do is you find the product you want, find the product that you're going to buy. You, when you do gro when you do garage sales, you kind of generally know that Disney toys do pretty well. I know mugs kind of do pretty well and other little knickknack collectible items do well. But for me, I couldn't go to a garage sale. So I was like, okay, what can I do? It's like, okay, what do I know a lot about? Or what do I know about? And that is shoes and uh, clothing. Clothing can sell well, depending on what you have. If it's kind of, you know, weird, people won't necessarily buy it. I'll get into the whole process of it. So so let's go into the first thing that I sold, which was the um, the T-Rex, the T-Rex toy. So the T-Rex toy I looked up on eBay. And I looked up how much it was selling for on eBay. And then I went to the filter and I clicked on sold and completed and how much other people were selling it for. I then took my toy, took a picture of it, multiple pictures of it, really, from just other angles, good lighting, good background, nothing weird. Posted the title of the toy, oh, and I looked it up on the internet as well to try to get the exact title, try to find it. Put the exact title up, and then I based my price of what I was selling it off of, of what other people had bought it for. And then that's how I've been selling things. So I'll go. So I bought the pair of Jordans and I paid, I think, about 20 or so dollars for. I then sold, sold, saw that they were selling it for $60 and I had it up for a while and it just wasn't going. And I eventually sold it for $48. And how I did that was if you want to resell shoes and if you're into reselling shoes, I mean, obviously, people, you can go online. You can go and buy a pair of shoes, buy a pair of the Air 11, the Jordan 11 Concords or Concord, whatever they're called. And then you just resell them online for an even higher price. But for how I did it was I looked at the shoe and I looked at the tag in the shoe. So this is if I wanted to go, I was online trying to buy a shoe to resell, not something that I already had. So 
I would go on like Poshmark or eBay and I would see that there is a little symbol, not a little symbol, on the tag of your shoe will give you the shoe size and generally underneath there is a, I don't know how long of a code. So one, two, three, uh, about a nine di- is a six digits dash and then another three digits. So nine digit code. And then that code is the ID for the shoe. And so what I would do is I would see the shoe that I thought was interesting. I would then type in that, look at the, I would ask them if it wasn't already posted on the, the pictures that they were, that were available for the shoe. I would ask them, ask the seller on Poshmark generally is where I bought them all to um, give me the name, if they could take a picture of the that number. I would then go online and look up the shoe, make sure it was the right shoe, what the shoe was, what the, what the, if the person didn't have the exact title of the shoe, I would go online, look it up. And then I would go on eBay and look up that title with that code number. And I'll go to the sold completed section and see how much they were selling it for. And I would see how, I would go back and see how much the Poshmark person was selling it for. And if it was actually worth it to resell it, if I could make a little bit of money off of it, I would buy it. So that's how I've been doing it. And with clothes, generally, you just, for them to sweatshirts, I was like, oh, I went somewhere between 20 and $30, and I sold them both for um, $20 or so a piece. I could have probably pushed it up to about 25 30 but who cares? They were used, so. Um, and for the shirts I'm going to sell, I'm going to be posting them at about $3 each because generally, or maybe even less because ta- or the... I don't know how much I'm going to put it up for. Probably about $5. Who knows? Depending on what the shirt is. So, But that's how I've been kind of going about it. And generally I've made... It says on the eBay app and what I have sold. But if if I didn't have to pay for anything. anything that Everything that I've sold. I would have made $205.69. But since I've had to pay all that. I've probably made... Um, I honestly couldn't tell you how much I've made off of it. You know what? I've probably have made about a hundred, about half that. Um, probably made profit on half of that. Um, which could be better. It obviously could be better. Always better. Um, the thing, the shirts I'll make straight profit off of because I'm not selling anything i'm not buying it i already have it but the things that i've bought i've generally made some of the things i was very frustrated with because i had bought um i had bought things and i realized that oh i kind of need money like right now i can't wait i don't have time to wait to um wait for these things so uh, a few of the things that I mentioned, one or two of them, I sold for basically the exact same price, maybe only ten dollars more than what I paid for it. So that's why I haven't, I haven't made a, a lot. I've only made about half of it. But other things, I've the sweatshirts were completely straight profit, and the toy was straight profit. So, and then the other things were only generally ten dollars, twenty dollars more, somewhere in between there. So. I could, I'm going to do better. I need to understand now that I just need to put it out there and then let it sit. I had one thing that wasn't selling for a while and it finally sold and I should have put it up for higher, but it didn't. It finally sold after a while and I realized I just got to let it sit. So there's a waiting game to it with it. 
and you're kind of it's a little bit of you're betting your money and your luck with these items that they're going to sell but when you look when i look i have to check to see how much is being sold is there a lot of items being sold um there's a right amount if there's a lot of items being sold i think that's in recently that kind of means that it's hot um but if there's not a lot it can mean that either it's a rare shoe or it's a rare item not generally sure or that there isn't a lot of demand for it so i have to take that into account so it can be very iffy but i've generally made about a hundred or so dollars and or maybe a hundred and a hundred and thirty dollars somewhere in there um but I'm very happy with that. Uh, there's, I can always do better. And I'm going to try to do better down the line when I keep selling more things. It's really what the main problem for me is boxes. I don't really want to go and buy a box. I'd rather get a box for free. Um, so it's just kind of waiting for like a package to show up to the house and use a box. Or I'm going to see after this Christmas is see if I can try to possibly you know use a box. One, two. Mom and dad can I use a box. But anyway... <laughs> Okay, um, I think that's wrap things up for today's episode. That was episode eight of Small Talk. And just to kind of do a recap already, if you kind of forgot at the beginning of the show, the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook will be linked down in the description. And I want to mention one thing. So I recently have gotten a two sponsors for my podcast. I have sponsored with uh, Anchor itself, the platform that I use to record these episodes and host it on their website and everything. Not website, but host it on their platform. And Broken Record Podcast. Now, I have them both set up on Anchor. I just don't know which one plays actually at the beginning of every episode. I don't know if it's random or if it's which which one I could make more profit off of. I'm not really sure. I'm not going to reveal numbers because I can't do that. Um, but either one, I will be posting both the links to the podcast down below and the link to... Uh, how how to start your podcast on Anchor down below. The podcast, if if Anchor plays, then you know what it's all about at the beginning of this episode. Uh, if Broken Record plays, then you know what's going on. But for Anchor, is an amazing app that you can start your own podcast on and the platform you can start your own podcast on is 100% free and now you can start making money off of it extremely easy. Even if you have zero, if you have zero subscribers and you're just starting, you can make money right away. And if you're into music and just love really funny comedic people, uh, I would and performances on their podcast. They perform people who perform music, like musicians and even producers. They go into details, and I know that Rufus Wainwright goes into his early days of his early album and even performs a couple of those songs. That is on the Broken Record podcast. So please go check out that podcast. So thank you guys for listening. I'll mention one more time. The links to my social medias will be down below. The website and the pot, uh, the Spotify playlist, uh, YouTube videos, whatever I think is funny, anything like that. That will be all be up and running sometime in January in the new year. And I will be posting new episodes uh, really a lot more frequently, hopefully, in the new year. And I just wanted to say Merry Christmas if you're listening to it since that is around that time right now and thank you all for listening and that was episode eight of small talk